Do you know why I'm drinking way more now than ever? It's because every time I get on social media and I start scrolling, I see your gyms and I see your god-awful shitty social media post. And it's not the photos are that bad. Sometimes they are. It's mainly the copywriting. You're not speaking to anyone. You're putting hashtags all over the place on Facebook. You're not using the right kind of copy on Instagram. You're not addressing any micro problems. You're putting up, you know, 5.30 p.m. class getting lit. You know, wall balls at 6 p.m. Check out Becky. She's late. It's all bullshit. You are checking the box and doing the bare minimum. You're not talking about what makes your business unique, but I can help fix that problem. I'm currently offering social media copywriting services. I've hired an outside copywriter. I had them start doing it for Urban Movement and What the Fuck Gym Talk. It was an amazing success. We've done over 10 different micro gyms in the past four weeks. And if you want references, I'll send them to you. If you're not sure whether it's worth the money, I'll send you the, all the gyms we've recently done. You can look at their social media, see how it's improved. But bottom line is, guys, you do not have to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars every single month on ads. You got to run ads. But your organic social media should be bringing people in. Gyms that do this well get new clients on organic social media on the regular. It gets their clients to share the photos and videos, and it's all due to quality copy and good creative. If you're looking to improve that for your business, shoot me a DM on Instagram, and we can talk about setting up a discovery call. Guys, there's no reason to have your social media suck in 2020. Level that shit up, send me a DM, and we'll get on a call. Now on with the podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. And we're talking more sales today. Here's the deal in the brick and mortar fitness side of the, the brick and mortar side of the fitness industry, the, what I'm going to talk about today gets glossed over. On the online element of the fitness industry, I feel like this part here is more duh because it's all you've got. And what I'm talking about is lead nurture. Remember, we have three phases in the buying cycle. Someone becomes aware of your brand or product or service. They consider your brand, product or service, meaning they're now doing some research. They're looking at the website, they're asking people, they're looking at your Instagram. And then there's the actual purchase, the conversion of them purchasing whatever, your service, your thing. So awareness, consideration, purchase. There are three phases for both online and brick and mortar uh, uh, buying cycle participants. And the first phase is lead, right? That is someone who just digitally have, has given you their contact information. They've given you permission to contact them about a thing. Number two, a prospect, someone who actually comes on site for a brick and mortar, like actually physically comes to your location and tries out your thing. Or if you're online, they book a trial. They book a, you know, your Zoom consults, right? They book the two-week freemium version of your software, whatever that may be, all right? So that's a prospect. And then we obviously have a customer. So leads, prospect, customers, okay? So now that the basic definitions are out of the way, the biggest loss I see in sales, like if, I, if there's a gym that's doing poorly in sales, and I'm not gonna lie, I don't run into horrible sales. And the reason I don't run into horrible sales is because generally, there's not enough stress on their system. So all gym owners are like, oh man, I close fucking 99% of people that come through. I'm like, yeah, because you have six people a month coming through. And they're all fucking referrals because you have zero marketing acumen. You have no idea how to bring traffic in outside of referrals and, and like drive-bys. So sure, I get it. You have a 99% closing ratio. 
all I'm saying is that if I actually stressed your system, like this happens a lot with a lot of the gyms I start working with, when we put their marketing online and we get that actually revved up, their sales numbers plummet. And it's because they actually did have a sales problem, they just didn't realize it because there wasn't enough stress in the system. So it's something that like, I never bring up like, you know, I'm never like, oh, hey, your sales are gonna suck here. I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna let them see for themselves. And we go through the experiment, they're like, Stu, our sales percentage dropped. You know, we had, you know, 42 leads this month. We ended up doing 16 prospects out of those. And we ended up closing, you know, nine out of the 16. And normally, you know, I would think we would have closed higher. I'm like, well, here's why. Because there's actually some flaws in the sales system. And where those flaws exist, the whole point of this podcast, sorry it's taking me a minute to get to it, lead nurture. Lead nurture is how you pet and pamper your pretty little leads and get them to become prospects. The thing with lead nurture is that we quit too early. One of my favorite lines that I learned during Globo Gym when I was you know, learning the business side of the industry back in the day, we follow up with leads until they die, buy, or tell us to fuck off. That sounds very like Jordan Belfort, like, you know, Wolf of Wall Street-esque, but it, it's true. If someone has given you their contact information, you go ahead and you continuously follow up with them. It could be high frequency, it could be low frequency, whatever you deem appropriate, and you continue to follow up with them until they tell you to stop. Until, if they once they unsubscribe from their news, your newsletter, they're no longer getting it. You know, we all know the universal text message now is just capital letters, stop, right? If somebody doesn't want to be opted into your text messages anymore, they just hit stop. You know, they type that in. If they ask you on a phone call to stop calling them, you take them off the list. So ethically, you are bound to continue to follow up with them because they were interested in your thing for a moment in time. And just because you happen to call on a Tuesday at 3 p.m. and they you know, didn't have time to talk to you or they didn't answer the phone or they didn't answer the email or text message doesn't mean they're not interested. It means that your request as a business to a customer went, got filed in with all the other bullshit requests that every other business wants from. Every business is trying to grab the wallets of the customer. So you're just filed away into like, oh yeah, that's a thing I want to do. I'll look into it later. Like my inbox right now Right, I'm moving into this new townhome. Like I'm, like all I've been looking at is fucking furniture. I've got fucking, you know, Crane Barrel and West Elm and fucking restoration. Like all these different fucking uh, emails coming through because I signed up for shit. Like I signed up for my first purchase to be twenty percent off or this, that, and the other thing because I am interested in doing it. I just, I don't know. I'm just not. I haven't had taken the time to sit down and pick out the fucking furniture yet. But I am interested. However, that email keeps coming in and I'll fucking file it away or delete it or fucking mark it as unread or whatever it may be. And I don't know, it might be weeks before the first time they hit me before I'm actually gonna convert. But I promise you, if they do not continue to remind me, I do not see that fucking West Elm thing continually hitting 20% off hit my inbox, then the second I, I go to, okay, I need to get some furniture. Where, where was I looking again? And then the first person to probably throw something at me, a promo, a deal, an ad, they're gonna get my business. What West Elm or what micro gyms or any business is doing when they are continually following up with you what, until you die by or tell them to fuck off is lead nurture. You're just nurturing the lead. And when a lead doesn't wanna be nurtured, you let them go. You do not harass them. 
But until then, you're, hey, listen, this is Stu. I know you filled out a form for this six weeks ago. It's still, the offer's still available. We'd love to have you come on in. If you don't mind me asking, you know, I know maybe things have changed. It's been six weeks, but what initially made you interested in reaching out to us about our free week, our buy one, get one, our, you know, our trial consultation, whatever. That is lead nurturing. It's asking questions, just like sales is asking questions. And lead nurturing is just a frequency rate of how often do you ask these questions? How often do you keep them engaged with you? There are some times where our lead nurture at Urban Movement looks like Isaac's same message like, hey John, it's Isaac. I know you're still you know, in the process of moving in or you just relocated to Charlotte and you're still unpacking and stuff like that, but I just wanna let you know we're still thinking of you. And whenever you're ready to come on in, we'd love to schedule a time for you to come and try out a class. Just let me know what works with your schedule. She's not, she's literally nurturing that lead by reaching out and just saying, hey, I'm not even trying to get you to do anything right now. I just want to let you know I haven't forgotten about you. That is fucking money, my friends. It's money. Like when you hear someone tell you, hey, it's so-and-so from such and such company and I've got nothing to sell you. I'm literally just letting you know I appreciate you gave us your information and I know there's a, you know, this is something you have on your priority list. Just want to let you know we're here and ready for you whenever you are. And I look at leads, right? So over the course of like, let's say your first year in business, you're, you have, you should have a master lead list. Remember people who have not become prospects or have not become customers. Um, you should have a master lead list that is X amount large, right? You have, after so much marketing, you have this lead list and then you have a prospect list, people who came in, but didn't buy. Those two lists, right? And there's a third one, customers who bought and then canceled, but I, that's a different podcast. Those two lists, leads that never came in, prospects that never purchased, you are constantly hitting. Like there should not be a month that goes by where they're not getting a text message. And it might even be higher frequency than that. I teach um, a couple different variations of frequency inside of Microgym University, depending on the model and depending on your situation but you 100,000% should be following up with them with consistent frequency. I believe a week shouldn't go by where they don't get your newsletter. And if you're not doing email newsletters, you, my friend, you, you need to go get back to the basics. Get back to the basics. There are maybe even tens of thousands of dollars like available to you right now in an, if, you had, if you had just even halfway decent email marketing. And email marketing weekly, like what we do with Urban, is that's just lead nurturing. It's letting people who are leads or prospects know, hey, we're here, this is what's going on. If this sounds good and you're ready to try it now or it's a good time for you, we're ready for you. That's what lead nurture is. And again, when you when you do the right thing, right? When someone, I they voluntarily give you their contact information and then you consistently follow up with them for 19 weeks, in a non-harassing way that allows you that every kind of engagement, you get to know them maybe at just a 1% better, right? You have some kind of interaction, email or phone or text where you learn a little something more about them. And then they finally come in. Like, I don't have to train you in sales. You could honestly be fucking stupid. You could be a fucking simpleton and still close that deal. Because lead nurture, in my opinion, is like, It's like, okay, uh, let's do a football analogy. Lead nurture is like the guy who holds the football for a field goal, right? Like places the football properly. You could have the best kicker in the world, salesman, AKA, 
But if that fucking ball isn't set up right, they're not going to hit shit. You have got to set up the sale. And when you set up a sale, it's it's almost 99, 96, 94% likely that you're going to close it. That's it. That that is it. And if you lose it, it's either cuz something just went you went horribly wrong on something or you true like you didn't gather enough information. Like you should you should have enough information about someone who they are, where they work, what they do, are they married, why are they here, how long have they been here, what else have they done? Like there, like I go through this in MGU, like the lead nurture process. You should be gathering so many many pieces of information that a sale is either you know it's a yes or no. Like when they're coming in, like hey, you know, hey, deuce, prospects coming in, but I wouldn't expect a sale on this one because of these pieces of information I gathered. Still give them the full, you know, the white glove treatment. Or vice versa. Hey, this guy's coming in, fucking lay up. Just don't fuck it up and it's going to be a good deal because of this, 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 and this. Because we learned this amount of information. Because I've been in contact with him for the past four months since he said in his lead contact information. Like, it's lead nurture, guys. And if you need a lead nurture, you're going to need a CRM. You're going to need a CRM. If you're doing this off your cell phone and Excel sheets... It's doable. It's fuck it. It's a clusterfuck. It's a shitty, shitty experience. It's nowhere near as good. I obviously highly recommend Flex. A lot of people opt for companies like Uplaunch, which is perfectly fine. Um, they're more like templated, like here, you know, we have all these things for you. Go like, you know, we have this this awesome, you know, email chain you could send out to people and text message chains. And that's, and that's a great, there's nothing wrong with that. That definitely has a place. I like flex because flex does not flex forces the owner to do hand to hand combat, which is the secret in the micro gym industry, right? When you're not dealing with a thousand customers, 500 customers, hand to hand combat, hand to hand combat will make you wealthy. Let me not wealthy. That's the wrong word. We'll make you rich. If you can hand to hand combat well in the micro gym industry, and you can get to a, you get to the right number of customers you need, it will make you a lot of money. I think that automation at the micro gym level was more likely to lose you money than buy you efficiency. Then there's sometimes automated. I've done, I've done, I've done podcasts on this search automation and WTF gym talk. You'll find shit, but yeah, guys, that's it. Just from a, a sales perspective, the majority of the sale is, is, is done in my opinion via lead nurture. Do not give up on your lead nurture. Stay on them till they die, buy, or tell you to fuck off. All right, now I'm going to go fuck off. Guys, love you. Thanks for listening. Until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.